Hello and welcome to the Rambling Runner Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Chittam, and this is the podcast for all the dedicated amateur runners out there who are working hard to get better while balancing running with the rest of their lives. And today's show is brought to you by my friends over at Mercury Mile. Mercury Mile is fusing fashion and function for runners of all abilities, and all it takes is three easy steps. First, go to mercurymile.com, set up your profile, choose your preferences, and then get a curated box of all sorts of goodies that you can choose what you like and send back what you don't. It really is that simple. I'm a huge fan of Mercury Mile. I'm going to set up a new box probably in a couple weeks. It's not a subscription service. You just choose when you want to get one. I'll probably get one in a couple weeks for uh, the upcoming fall weather. It was unseasonably cool today here in Rhode Island. 65 degrees. What a change. Uh, it, was, it was kind of a nice day to have a, a track workout. So it was, uh, I'm just, it was really all about that. That's for sure. So not only is Mercury Mile a great service and has great products, but if you use promo code RAMBLINGRUNNER10 at checkout, it will save you 10 bucks. One, one thing I want to throw in there is they have a new product line that they have. So Mercury Mile has some of their own clothing, but they basically provide you with all sorts of goodies from a bunch of different kinds of companies, and they're always adding new companies as they go along. And a new company they added in uh, this past week was a company called Vuri. Vuri. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's V-U-O-R-I, Vuri. And it's one of those brands where if you're super busy, it really is nice because basically their thing is they want to have high quality workout gear but the kind of gear where if you wore it out in public or you know out to like get a quick meal or something that people wouldn't look at you cross-eyed and if you're super busy like me that is definitely a plus obviously you might not want to do that after you do a hard workout because you'll have other problems to worry about not just how you look you know you have a little stinkiness you might not want to go out in public but if you're wearing it before the workout or you're just wearing it because hey, it looks pretty good and it feels good, then hey, there's nothing wrong with that. That's for sure. So today's episode is another Coach's Corner with my coach, James McCurdy. So this call happened on July 12th in anticipation of a uh, a 5K run that I was doing three days or two days later. So this was my you know, the typical call, typical pre-race call that I have with my coach. And I video, I, I taped it because I really think you're going to get a lot out of it. Because not only is it useful for me, the information that was provided by James, but it's information that I think could be useful for anybody doing any race. So I, I'm just so blown away with James's coaching ability. His communication ability also is, is a huge one for me. He's a great communicator. And you see why in this episode, if you haven't already known James or heard his other episodes on this podcast, but you're going to get a lot out of this one. It's a, a fairly decent call. We, we basically talk for about half an hour, which is uh, pretty common. For, uh, for my conversations with James. If you want to get a hold of James, you can just find him on Instagram at McCurdy Trained. You can go to McCurdyTrained.com. Um, also go on Twitter, find him at the same handle. Uh, he's definitely a character. He is also a really good coach, which brings a lot of energy. And I think you'll like this episode where he breaks down not only how I should approach this race and all of the qualifications and factors that um, kind of align with how this race played into the larger picture with regarding, you know, 
future goal races and where my fitness is and all the factors that go into it. But just uh, you know how it might also translate to some of your future races and some of the, some of your training. So I hope you like this episode with James McCurdy. Hello and welcome to the Rambling Runner Podcast. I'm your host Matt Chittam, and this is an exclusive Patreon episode with my friend and coach James McCurdy from McCurdy Trained. James, thanks for coming on. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. We just uh, we just got done with some dinner, some chicken korma from a local Indian restaurant, so it's perfect timing. Wait, what is chicken korma? Oh, my God. It's delicious. It's heaven on earth. If you like Indian food, or it, it, it's kind of like a, a heavy cream uh, base uh, sauce that you kind of you cover, with, uh, cover chicken with, uh, and then you can layer, layer it over rice. Uh, so it's a little bit rich. I wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't want to finish the entire pint uh, that they serve you. Generally, I'd maybe go with a third of it or a half of it. Uh, but it's it's absolutely amazing. Oh, that sounds great. I'm I'm jealous. Yeah. I had I had like I had like maybe ha- half good pizza tonight for dinner. So I am <laughs> extremely jealous with what you ate. <laughs> well, when you when you eat pizza, do you generally go to a local shop or do you make it? So I used to make it poorly and then, okay. well, now I'm subject to like the, like the desires of my kids. So like, sure. so I only get pizza from places that I think they'll eat it from. Gotcha. So, yeah. so I'm yeah. handicapped. Like if I'm going to go eat pizza, like I'm going to like try all sorts of different stuff on it. I'm pretty sure. adventurous with adventurous with food, relatively speaking. Yeah. And, um, you know, so I'll go try like a pulled pork pizza or like, Okay. You know, dabble yeah. in like some crazy thin crust pizza or whatever. But now I'm just like subject to like this one pizza place, like five miles from my house that doesn't deliver that I have to go pick it up. Uh, well, so what we started doing to, I mean, we, we, we do try to eat healthy. Um, what we do, instead of making the dough ourselves, we'll go to a local pizza shop where they make the dough themselves and we will buy a one or two pound dough and then we'll either grill it on the grill that we have here or cook in the, in the oven ourselves. That's smart. It, it, I mean, it tastes light years better than a uh, pizza dough from a grocery store. Light years better. I can imagine. My, my mom's boyfriend is a chef, and he, he'll cook us pizzas, thin crust on the uh, grill. Yeah. And you know what he does? You know how he does it? You know, like those old school trays that you used to have for hot lunch in like sixth grade? Oh, yeah. So yeah. he takes one of those, greases it up, puts the dough on that and then puts that on the grill. So the tray so is on top still, and yeah. then the dough and then the grill. And know what he does? He does a, he does a shrimp scampi pizza. Uh, so it's like good. butter sauce and then shrimp and then like a little bit of Parmesan cheese on it. It's like, man, it's, it's out of this world. I definitely wouldn't want to have that as a pre-race uh, meal. <laughs> Look at uh, you. you. You're just, you're just weaving into the race stuff. I love it. Right. You're, you're the pro, not me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I definitely wouldn't want to have that. Uh, maybe to celebrate. I, so I ran a race uh, a while back, a few years back, uh, and it was it was about ninety degrees, and it was only seven miles. But inside of that seven miles, I I was really ready to go. I felt wonderful. I felt fresh and fantastic. But it was really really hot, and I do not react well to, to heat. And in my arrogance, I went out way too fast, and. Uh, by mile four, I had to stop and walk, 
Now, I've only done this twice in a race, it, and this was my first time, and the Buffalo Marathon most recently was my second time. Uh, but this time, in just seven miles, uh, I lost seven pounds, if not a little bit more than that. Whoa. And yeah, it was rough. So to celebrate my weight loss, <laughs> I, uh, I went and I had some pulled pork mac and cheese with bacon and, uh, and I had the entire crock pot worth at a restaurant. And yeah, that, that weight came back on real fast. So you lost uh, seven pounds and gained 15 in a matter of 48 oh, hours. Oh gosh, it was unreal. <laughs> it was unreal. I That's was, awesome. Oh, it was terrible. Anyway, so yeah, let's talk. Well, number one, let's talk. We got a race coming up. Yes. So we so we're recording this on so, Thursday night. I got a race Sunday morning. Yeah. Now this is a, a last minute race. Not I, well. Yeah, last minute in the sense that uh, we didn't know that you were going to run in this uh, because we had planned for the 10K next week, but life circumstances, as with anybody sometimes get in the way. So instead of that race next week, we focus on this one on Sunday. So my thought, you, you asked me, you, you sent me a text. Okay. Do we change this week? And my immediate response was no. And I, I didn't, I didn't tell you why I didn't give you an explanation. You just kind of hopped on board. Okay. But there is a why to it. There is a why. Uh, and one of the things I, I've learned that uh, from, from my coaches in the past and present uh, and from uh, the coaches that I'm surrounded by here uh, and, and over the past few years is that you don't always have to go into a race focusing on running a personal best, uh, focusing on how fast am I going to be. Sometimes it's just about competing. And we didn't really get into that about this event for you or even the, 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 the 10 K that we, we talked about for next week um, because your races, your goal events aren't for a little while. we got some time. We, I know we got the run for carry and we have a, a goal there, but, but the main goal isn't my, my vision for you. And I think you're on board with this is to, is to, to get as, as far under 20 minutes as possible in the fall. Um, we don't need to be ready for that right now. We just need to be strong, fit and healthy and developing towards that. So you don't, in my mind, you don't need to go out there on Sunday and need to be fresh. You don't need to go out there and have the, the bounciest step in the world. You just need to go out there with whatever it is you're feeling. Once that gun goes off, be willing to compete with however it is you feel. And that's why I didn't want to change the workout from this week. Uh, and and I, I, honestly, you crushed this workout. And if this workout gives you a little bit of heavy legs for the 5K. Well, I it. certainly have heavy legs right now. I can tell you that. So, yeah, <laughs> this morning it was, yeah. it was two miles at threshold, which was seven-minute pace, then uh, five minutes at 5K pace roughly, which was 630, and then doing it again. So then another two miles, then another five minutes. Yep. Um, like I said in, the, in our text exchange, there wasn't any rep that thrashed me. But at the end, I was like, oh, yeah. boy, I am tired. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's talk about the history that you've been running uh, over the last five, six, seven months. This is the most volume of speed you've ever had in a single session. Easy, easy. In the, or, 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 yeah, or maybe not ever, but certainly in the last six, seven months. Um, so we should anticipate your body needing. That's pretty damaging. You know, it's not, a, it's not an awful workout, but it's pretty damaging in terms of the volume comparative to what you've done. So we should expect and anticipate you feeling like crap over the next 48 to 72 hours. But I think 
you'll feel fresh enough to race well on Sunday. I wouldn't want you to do this on a Friday and have you come back on Sunday, but I think 72 hours is enough time to feel good. Yeah. And you mentioned something to me today where you, you were talking, we were talking about just, uh, you know, how, how, I guess different workouts are planned, you know, by you for your athletes uh, and, and, you know, me specifically, but you're talking about just your general principles and that you, you've talked about how each workout has its own, its own goal and its own thing. It's testing. And you gave patience as an example or fitness or yep. turnover. And you, I'm sure there's probably a dozen other factors you could throw in there. So I guess, for this race on Sunday, the same thing applies. Like you mentioned before that like, I'm not exactly PR hunting going into this race. Obviously if, if, if that's how it goes, that's how it goes. Fantastic. But that's not exactly the goal. So what is the goal going into this race? Well, we, we didn't talk about weather yet uh, and whether or not you've looked at it today already, or we talk about it via text over the next day or two, we can reevaluate what is reasonable, but I think over the last month, and certainly since your last 5K, which was which was June 9th, fitness, yeah, June 9th. Okay, so we, yeah, this is just just over a month. I think the it's been enough time. It's a short amount of time. Four or five weeks isn't an incredible amount of time to see a physiological physiological change. But knowing kind of how what you were doing before and where you're at now, I think there is enough time that. This course runs similar to what it is what you were running before. It kind of has an uphill in the middle and then a little bit of a downhill rolling downhill to the to the finish. We can more or less play a comparison concept of okay, last 5k you were fresh, this 5k you're heavy. Can you run a faster 5k now with heavy legs than you did a month ago when you were feeling fresh? So that's my hope is that if you feel pain-free and feel good, which all signs are pointing that you're going to feel pretty darn good. You are going to be able to beat what you did a month ago based on the idea that this is of similar terrain than you're, that you are racing a month ago, just because you're in better shape. You're doing workouts better. You're, you feel stronger. Your food is, it has been uh, more consistent than it's ever been. So, uh, you know, aside from what we were talking about to start this <laughs> session, <laughs> um, but so why wouldn't we expect you to be wonderful? You know, your workouts have been going fantastic. So in my mind, yeah, you should, you should be close to 20 flat, if not faster. Yeah, and one thing that, that happened last race, which has been fairly consistent in, in races past for me, and we, we've talked about this, is that I'm one of those people who, you know, some people will say like, hey, if you at, at 5K, take off the watch, run how you feel. And for me, yep. that is not the best advice. In terms of where I've yeah. been fitness wise, like even in my last race just over a month ago, the first mile and a half, if that was if that was the, the if that's something I would have followed, I would have been like, oh, I need to speed up because I feel great right now. And like I absolutely yep. positive split that race. Uh, not a lot, but a little bit for sure, especially in the second mile. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was really holding back in that first mile and a half. And so like if I had actually run that by feel, it would have been a drastic positive split instead of just like yeah, a little bit of a yeah. positive split. So it's like that yeah. last mile, well, that, that last, the fitness in the last mile seems to be kind of like a key marker, at least in the short term. Well, you've been running more mileage over the last six, seven weeks than you've ever run or, or that you've been, that, that, that you've run over the last six, seven months. Uh, so we've been working on your endurance in that respect. Uh, your workouts have been bigger because you're able to handle them, you know, so you've been taking positive steps in that direction. So the, the, the issues that you might've 
been struggling with before, I don't anticipate you struggling with now because you have been working on more consistent running uh, and your ability to endure over a over the same amount of distance is stronger. So my suggestion and my focus point for you in this race and understanding the terrain that it does kind of go uphill after the first three quarters of a mile is I would like you to change your watch instead of quarter mile splits. I would like you to change your watch into half mile splits. So we're looking at half mile, mile, mile and a half, two mile, two and a half mile, three mile, and then finish. Um, The only number I really want to focus on is that you don't go too fast for the first 800 meters. So after 800 meters, the speed limits come off and I want you to give me everything you have. Now that, that sounds, it, there, there's this episode, there's, there's two things I want to kind of mention. Uh, number one, there's, there's an episode of Parks and Rec where Ron Swanson uh, was going to be, do you, have you seen I've seen show? every episode 10 times. Okay. <laughs> so you know exactly what I'm going to talk about. Then. Ron Swanson was going to go get a, a, a steak. Uh, the steakhouse is closed and Leslie, takes him to a, a, a diner instead. And he says, give me all the bacon eggs in you, that, that you have. <laughs> and he says, wait, I don't think you heard me. Give me all. I, I want you to give me everything you have. I want you, when you cross the line to say to you, be able to say to yourself, I did not have another quarter mile in me. I want you to finish spent completely. Okay. But I want the first half mile to be no faster than three minutes and 20 seconds. All right. So that, to put that in perspective, last, um, last race, despite your vigorous attempts to get me to do this exact same thing, I ran out and did like a three-minute flat half mile despite being passed by like 200 people. But last race was a bigger environment and last race, understanding the terrain better after we talked about it. You were downhill the first quarter mile. So the effort there was much more uh, forgiving. Yes, you were faster, but the first quarter mile was all downhill. So this is not the same scenario. You know, the middle portion of this race is because it's uphill, but the beginning – the opening mile is not downhill like the previous five right. No, I, you, so I, you, I, I, I hear you. That's for sure. And I remember after, at the, at the quarter mile mark, I was like, Oh God damn it. Yep. <laughs> what did I just do? Um, yeah. and I, I, I think you're going to be able to be much more controlled. I think you're going to be able to be understand. You understand a lot more about your efforts now based off the past few workouts you've done. Uh, you know, when you're feeling good, when it's just not there, like the, the mile repeats that one day on the weekend where it was 90,000 90, degrees outside. Uh, and then, a, a, you know, four days later, you, you smashed another workout out of the park. It wasn't you. It was the heat. Yeah. You know, I think that's one thing that, that professional runners have a lot in common is it's, it's always an outside circumstance. How do, we, how do we get you to have that same mindset? It's not me. It's the conditions I'm facing. Short-term memory. Short-term memory. Remember the good things, let go of the bad things as fast as possible. You don't have a lot of bad things to let go of over the last month. You have maybe one or two bad runs in, in my mind comparative to the rest because you've been crushing it. And then so go out there and crush it. Yeah. And then also two, two differences for this race as opposed to the last one. This is the first annual sour apple 5k. So it's easy right. to assume that there's not going to be a whole lot of people there. 
So, yep. so there's not yep. going to be a lot of, um, you know, there's not going to be a lot of peer pressure. Not that there's like you know, a, you know overt peer pressure with these races, oh. but just the pressure of people around you running fast. Yeah. It's just that, that that can that can yeah. have a gravitational force on on other runners. One hundred percent. So I'm not going to have that. And uh, the second half of this race, basically from point eight to one point eight, it goes up about 150 feet in elevation, and it's yep. a lollipop race. Yep. So I'm basically coming back and down that same You're hill. You're coming down. Uh, in the second half of the race. So after that first half mile, you're starting that climb. What can you do to maintain control, but still run aggressive? And then once you crest the hill and you're coming back down, how fast can you run, dude? Lean forward, keep your, your, your chest in front of your hips, let the arms move quickly, but gracefully and run. You know, I, I don't want to overthink it more than control yourself the first half mile and then give me everything you have. I love it. I love it. Everything. I'm getting pumped up. That's for sure. I, I actually, before we, cool. before we hopped on the call, it's 9, it's 9 p.m. here Eastern Standard Time when we started this call. After I put my son down to bed, I hopped in my car, drove up to Smithfield, Rhode Island, and literally just, I just drove the course. I was so pumped up for, yeah. for Sunday. Yeah. Um, it's going to be fun. Yeah, for sure. No, isn't, that, isn't that interesting? Like, this, this is just a rinky-dink little 5K. And you're going to find a way to compete. You're going to find a way to go out there and give it your best. Uh, there, there's a few clips that I've, I've, I've sent to a few athletes. Uh, and I generally will send it to an athlete uh, before a major event, before uh, a goal race. Uh, if they are feeling, I don't know, they're struggling uh, emotionally or mentally, or, or they're just not finding a way to dig uh, and I don't know what your faith is or what your background is there. We've never even discussed that. And this clip is from a Christian movie, but it's, it's a movie called Facing the Giants. And if I would love for you over the next two or three days to and I'll, I'll text it to you, but uh, go online and, and, and YouTube Facing the Giants Death Crawl. OK. All right. Uh, it's about a three to five minute clip, you know, depending on what version you, you you get uh but in short it's a coach speaking to an athlete uh has nothing to do with running absolutely nothing but at the same time everything to do with it and if you can give me what this clip is trying to portray whether you run 21 minutes because it's 95 degrees outside and, and 89% humidity with a dew point of 75, or you run 1930 because it was 50 degrees and cool and dry. If you give me what this clip, what this is trying to show you, then it will be a massive success because you'll walk away knowing that you gave everything you have. Well, that's my goal. You know, some people I actually had a, uh, an exchange with Sarah Bishop, uh, who's one of your um, one of your coaches? You know, in a he's a sub elite marathoner who's almost borderline elite on some level. Well, shoot, I mean, she's she's an Olympic trials qualifier. I, I would call her yeah. an elite. Yeah, runner. so I don't I don't know where the cutoff is for that, but I've of all this respect in the world for Sarah, and she does it with four young kids, which yeah. is absolutely insane to me. Um, and we were talking about this. You know, she's you know a big proponent of setting big goals, and for me. For me, yeah. I love that, but I don't have big goals from a time perspective. For me, my big goal, and, and maybe this is this is something I need to work on, but this, for me, it touches on what exactly you're talking about right now. It's my big goal is that I know that whether it's running, 
or other athletic pursuits I've pursued in the past, you know, college basketball being the foremost part is that when things got really, really, really tough in the last at like the 95% mark, I've wilted. And I know it's yeah. mental. I know it's not a physical act. It's a mental act. Yep. Um, but I also know that yep. about myself. I know I've, I've been there. I've seen it and I've experienced it and I've regretted it every single time. So for me, that's the big goal is being able to, to cross the finish line and say, I didn't have that. I had the opposite that I did give it everything. Cause I don't think I have, I don't think I've had one of those races and that's independent of fitness level. Yeah. Yeah, it's there is a decision, and I think we have all, regardless of ability, I think we have all been there. There was a moment uh, a few years back, and I, I've gone back, and I've I've written about this workout, and I've gone back, and I've spoken about this workout to others, but there was one workout for me specifically where I had an, been inviting uh, one of the area's uh, fastest runners in New England at the time. Uh, his name is Will Sanders. He's an incredible I know exactly athlete. who Will Sanders is. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's run run for carry. He generally leads the the first mile of that race uh, just for fun. Uh, but so, I he didn't live far from me, and and we my, at the time my coach had prescribed me a workout of three miles, one mile, two mile, one mile, with about two or three minute walk in between each one. And in this workout, I invited Will to come knowing that he was absolutely going to kick my ass and my whole goal. And it was well outside of my coach's prescription of pace. My entire goal was to stay on Will's shoulder as long and as close as I possibly could for every single repetition. Now the first repetition comes out, my prescribed pace was 1630, 530 per mile. Uh, to open up the session and we open up and I was 1537. Oh man. I would. And Will was 1529. Right. Uh, so he's running under 510 per mile and I'm just over 510 per mile, like a 512. Uh, and okay. Either I just made a big mistake and I blew up the, the entire workout or I'm about to have myself a day uh, that goes on to the one mile. I, I, I go 450 three to his 451 so he's in front of me but the gap wasn't as big uh and then two miles we both dip under 10 at 955 shoulder to shoulder and i had never i mean this guy he he, he was a, a 403 miler in, in college he was a 1413 collegiate uh uh, uh five he, he won the newport he, half he won the uh new bedford half marathon the year i ran it yeah, yeah, he, he he went like 106 and change there on an incredibly challenging course. You know, he and he this is before New Bedford. This is like a year before New Bedford. Uh this workout. And so there's 1 mile to go and my focus wasn't on the watch anymore. My focus in this session was I will not let him get more than 3 feet away from me. That's it. That's all it was. And I don't know what my, our, our splits were for the first 400 meters or what our splits were for, the, for at, at the half mile. But all I knew is at the half mile, I could hear him breathing heavier than me. So I took the lead. I just made a decision right then and there that I'm just going to go for it. And I ended up driving a 443 mile and he dropped 449 or 450. And that was the first time I had ever been in front of him. Now, I think maybe for him that day, he might have been a little off. And that makes a lot more sense to me. 
as a, as a, as a coach and as an athlete, but it didn't matter in that moment. I made a decision to compete. Then it wasn't about the clock anymore. It was, I'm just going to run as hard as I possibly can right now. Uh, and I, I took a lot from that workout. We ended up on our easy runs, our long runs, uh, and other sessions. It wasn't that he was gapping me like crazy anymore. I was now running up on his shoulder and it was amazing for me. And for, for, for the next six, seven months, uh, we were kind of going back and forth. We were able to become training partners, but it was because of a little decision I made inside of the workout to, to not let him be more than three feet away from me. And then, okay, let's just go for it. And it hurt like hell. But at some point, you just forget about the hurting. You just go. And if you can kind of find a way inside of that on Sunday, even though you're heavy, even though you got some good runs on Friday and Saturday, even though this is a pretty big week of training, even though your son's potty training and all this <laughs> stuff that you got to deal with, if you can find a way to dig deep, man, you're going to surprise yourself because there's, no, there's 100% no reason for you not to be successful unless something outside of your control happens. I love that story because it, it, but, well, the one part that you, don't, that you, you purposely leave out is that it wasn't a change of fitness that, that created this paradigm shift. It was this mental change that snapped into place. Yeah, I, I, I was no different before or after fitness-wise. I was no. I was the same. This is the same athlete. I got a. I got an earful from my co- my coach at the time because I went well outside the scope. But I also got some praise because we we both realized that how much more fit I was. Uh, so let's go for it. You know, I don't want to put a time standard. I, I want to put a speed limit because I understand the nature of the course. But aside from that, once that once that first half mile is done, shoot, let's just let's just hit it. I'm excited. All right, know. let's do it. All right, so we'll, we'll talk again. After the race, this is this. I, yeah. I know it now. I feel bad that I have to wait three days for this race, man. I want to race it tomorrow. <laughs> I should have next time. I'm gonna plan this for the night before. <laughs> I know, right? Well, you still got some homework. YouTube facing the Giants death crawl. You got it. You might even be want to watch it once a day. Uh, you might even find a few other clips outside of that. Um, but yeah, man. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be fun. I'm, I'm excited to see what you do All on right, Sunday. Looking forward to it. Thanks a lot, James. I uh, will. Thank you, James, for coming on the show. This was such a good conversation. It really set me up to have a very good race. And now that you've listened to the pre-race call, let me tell you how it went. So this 5K was a little bit harder from a uh, basically topographical standpoint than, than I had anticipated going into it. So the hill, um, kind of the first half, first two-thirds of the race, you know, it was tough, but I end up doing the first half mile exactly the way James told me to. I ran a 3.20 first half perfectly well. I let a bunch of people pass me, even though it was a, a, a small race. There were not many people there, maybe 150 people. Um, I let, I think, about a dozen people pass me very early on in the race, and then I just started kind of ticking them off as I went, and then... During the, so the 6.45 first mile, um, about the half mile point, right after I hit the 3.20 first half mile, that's when the hill started. And it basically went up for almost another mile and a half. And during the second mile, I ran 6.47 and I passed everybody but two. 
So I actually thought I was in first for a little bit, frankly. And then I ended up finding out, I ended up asking somebody at one of the turns if, I, if there was anyone ahead of me. They said, yeah, two high school kids are way out. So I didn't catch them. But I ended up passing a gentleman uh, to come into third place who had passed me right at the finish line a month earlier. I ran the Gatsby Days 5K on June 9th. And this guy passed me. I don't know, 50 yards to the line. And um, I ended up passing him right before the second end of the second mile. And that was it. And then from there, I just took off. The last mile was downhill. I did that in 6.16. Ran hard right to the finish in the last point one, And coming in with an overall pace of 6.36, which I was ecstatic about considering the topography of the race. And the fact that this wasn't a taper week, I just, you know, I ran a a heavy week and I was there and finished strong and kind of battled right to the end and I didn't give up and I was uh, really happy with my performance. And I, you know, big kudos to James for setting me up for success. And uh, yeah, I was just happy with myself at the last quarter mile when the going got tough. I didn't give in. I really ran as hard as I possibly could. And while it wasn't a PR kind of day, that wasn't the point. That wasn't the point of this race. The point was to test my fitness and to also test my mental ability. Could I fight through, um, you know, when the going got tough, what was I going to do? And I was very happy with how I responded. So thanks again for Mercury Mile for sponsoring this episode. You guys have been wonderful partners of this show. I can't thank you enough. And if you're interested in Mercury Mile, I know you're not going to regret it. Also, if you do and and you use the Rambling Runner 10 link, it helps out the show. So please do that if you haven't done so already. Also, if you share the podcast, please tag me. I love seeing that. I really appreciate it. Lastly, if you write a review on Apple Podcasts, it helps get the show out there. The show has been doing great. Thank you so much for everybody who's been listening and sharing the show. I just cannot thank you enough. Until next time, happy running.